Do you know where you are? Do you know where you are? is Appetite for Distortion. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 58. My name is Brandel. Thank you once again to uh, Mike Squires from Duff McKagan's Loaded for making us that rockin' new theme song. Uh, what do you think, uh, co-host for the show, Art Devana? What, uh, did you like it? Rip it, man. It's fun. I like. I dug it. Yeah, quick, fast, adre- adrenaline, a lot of fucking, you know, cocaine. I loved it. <laughs> the show has evolved so much since uh, you and I first got introduced. I mean, it, it's qu- crazy, 58 episodes, and I don't know when you inboxed our SoundCloud, maybe after episode three or whatever, when we interviewed you mm. and... You know, uh, I can probably credit you for really kind of starting this domino effect because you introduced us to uh, Vicky Hamilton and that gave us more credibility. And it's just been a quite a journey since uh, since then. And uh, the journey continues this episode, episode 58. In a couple minutes, we'll be speaking with uh, Jack Lou, photographer, best known as the very first photographer for Guns N' Roses, still out and about taking pictures of rock stars all the time, seen on his Facebook uh, we'll talk to him what he has going on now and also talk about the uh, the making of of the book, which has been out for a bit. But he sent me a, a personal copy that he signed to me. I feel so special. Uh, Reckless Road and the Making of Appetite for Destruction, the uh, Mark Cantor book. I don't know if you uh, – you've read everything GNR, though. Haven't you, Art? Well, I do have a personal copy of Reckless Road signed by Mark Cantor okay. as well. Okay. All right. Um, I think all, all really like hardcore fans – probably have something signed by Mark Kenner at this point <laughs> since he signs like a thousand things. But yeah, I mean, that, that book is great. That's the most beautiful, curated, lovely thing to look at. It's a great coffee table book. I love it. It's, it's just like those photos, man, and those the, the, the gig flyers, Mark's work on just putting together some of the, you know, just a timeline. It's really a great book. Although, you know, over the years, a lot of stuff has changed. And the, the history of this band's evolving constantly. That's the kind of scary or cool thing about this band, but man, Jack's photos, Jack's photos are fucking great. I know they, they really are great. And, uh, we're going to get into some listener questions and kind of get, uh, to his history about how we got into photography. And, but we'll, we'll save that for, for Jack. And before we even get into shotgun news, uh, what's going on with, uh, with you art. I know, you know, you have your, your book in the works, but, uh, that's then, but now you have your article in play. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I got a column in Playboy. It's mostly political, so it's not really Guns N' Roses related. Um, I'm doing other stuff for Playboy as well, but some GNR stuff will be... I'm doing other stuff for Playboy as well, but some GNR stuff will pop up you know, here and there. But right now I'm doing uh, two different stories on Guns N' Roses. I'll just say one of them is about Chinese democracy for a really big kind of mainstream outlet. I can't say who. And the other one is on one in a million. Mm. <laughs> got to gotta write about one in a million in 1988, um, 30 years later. So it's a perfect time to touch base on that the psychotic episode in history. Absolutely. Um, that's it, man. Hey, and it, the one thing I want to do is give a shout out or just a, just raise a question for the fans. If you guys 
listened to Chinese democracy over the years and have had unique experiences with it or think it's great or horrible or whatever, just try to shoot me a note because I'm doing a story and I want to get a lot of fan reactions. Um, so if you have a really strong opinion about Chinese democracy and, and, and like a personal experience relating to it, please hit me up. I want to talk to you and I want to get your perspective. So that's just my only kind of like, I don't, I don't know. What's the best way for you? Uh, Twitter, email? Twitter, yeah, just come follow me on Twitter and then DM me. It's the best way to reach me. My email just it's so many I get so many stupid emails that I can't even I'll forget, I'll lose it. It won't even stay on my radar. So just get get me on Twitter at Art Tavana, T A R T T A V A N A at Art Tavana on Twitter. So it's like really easy to catch me there. Just follow me and DM me. And you said your last name two different ways just now. Yeah, because I don't even know how to say it myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like I never met my, I never even knew my dad, so I don't even know my last name proper pronunciation mm. of my last name. But I do know that it goes both ways depending on who you are and where you're from and how you speak. Fair so enough. I just kind of let people, I just wing it myself, to be honest with you. So all right, as long as I don't insult you either way. No, no, you can say what you can call me whatever you want. You can call me ass hat if you want. <laughs> Asshat. Totally fine. Uh, how totally about fine? All right. Well, well, well for this uh, sake, for our sake now, we'll just call you a co-host. How does that sound? Yeah, go for it. All right. So as you're my, my as my co-host, uh, you're a part of news. Yeah, so part of our Shotgun News, uh, first got to thank uh, Alternative Nation. Uh, Brett Buchanan uh, transcribed a couple of uh, excerpts from my last interview with uh, Chip's Enough from Enough's Enough. And Chip is one of the nicest people I've ever spoken to. Really, I, I didn't know what to expect, and he's just an absolute sweetheart. Uh, what a great interview. And uh, Alternative Nation made uh, two separate articles about it. Um, and I'm going to play you, actually, Art, a couple clips from it because it goes into a new Steven Adler interview that he did. So um, I don't know. I know you didn't get a chance to listen to the last episode. So uh, this one was, um, to give you some, some context, this was Chip talking about Steven, uh, obviously, and I guess this is when they, they first uh, when he first got the call to reunite uh, last year for those uh, one-off shows. And Slash just asked me to get on his bus and go to the next gig with him to Nashville or wherever it was. And mm-hmm. I said, well, what are you doing right now? He goes, I'm, I'm, I'm smoking pot. I go, well, put the fucking pot out right now, okay? So don't get anybody mad at you. Go to the next city, play the show, have a good time, and don't bother anybody. Stay, just play the shows, and keep out of the way. All right, so good advice there, okay, from Chip. And, and especially, I'm going to play this uh, this next clip. And, I mean, this is advice Chip has been giving Stephen for years. And, again, this uh, will we'll lead up to this brand-new uh, Adler interview that just uh, came out. I tell them on interviews, don't talk about it. Don't say a lot of stuff because you don't want to piss off the gang, you know. Show them that you, those wounds that you've harvested for so many years have healed, and maybe you'll get a chance one day. And, and the chance did happen because uh, that, that conversation happened uh, years prior uh, to the, the one-off shows um, in, in Nashville and, what was it, Argentina, uh, I forget. And so the, the recent Adler interview that he did, I want to make sure I give proper credit because I'm all about that. This was in uh, Hysteria Mag, so a print interview. I am still would love to hope to get Stephen on at some point. Uh, so this is part of the interview. He goes, you know, if they want me, they know my number. I'm ready to rock. My goal was to finish what I started, and Izzy's too. Izzy is just as heartbroken as I am that the three of them decided to, decided to, to leave us and bring three strangers in. Who are those people? It's just not cool. <laughs> I mean, 
what is wow. it? I, I, Man. I don't know what he's, he's doing. You know, I, 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 he's about to go embark on his Australian tour with Adler's Appetite, and it hasn't been confirmed, but uh, the way GNR fans are, especially uh, the great ones on my GNR forum, it seems to be the new lead singer of Adler's Appetite is uh, Constantine uh, Merglis, whatever, the uh, American Idol guy. Right. So that's the the rumored uh, guy. There are some like uh, photos of his Instagram stories, and they compared the shoes he was wearing to the live Facebook live videos that Adler was doing of his rehearsals. So, before we get into Jack in a couple minutes, I want to hear your your thoughts on on those clips and what's you know this recent interview. This is my perspective on Stephen Adler has always been the same, which is that he has the absolute right to say whatever he wants, to express himself honestly. And the sad tragedy is we live in a world now where rock and roll has become so so much of a business and so much of a corporate entity or a brand that even Guns N' Roses as a band is sort of at this point now where, you know, if Stephen says the wrong thing once on, in an interview about this member or that member, he's like banned for life and you're not getting the VIP wristbands anymore and you're not part of the inner circle. And that's kind of the culture of the gene. That's the kind of gene our culture now is like you have to speak what they want you to speak and you have to walk the line. You have to be very careful with how you sort of have a conversation about this band or you get disinvited or blocked. You think that's too much? Because in the end, it's um, just I, rock and roll. I, look, and also, it is just rock and roll. People should just be a little more fucking cavalier about it. And you know, we need to go back to the days where people were a little more fun and easygoing and live and let live. And, you know, it's really sad that it's gone to the point where he can't even express himself without all these people from back in the day, the sort of, you know, people who were in the social circle, the socialites, the ex-rockers, the ex-journalists, and people who have opinions who want to come out and say that, you know, Stephen, do this, Stephen, do that. It's like Stephen Adler was the first drummer I'm not the first drummer, but the best drummer, in my opinion, of Guns N' Roses, and the most important. I mean, he was on that record that changed history, and people talk down to him like he's just like this hanger-on who was never even part of the band, like he's some groupie. He's not. He was the drummer on the most important heavy metal record probably of the 1980s, and we talk talk about him like he's some groupie who hung out backstage and got high with the band, and people need to just like... You know, he needs to shut up about it before he can come back and hang out with them again. No, he's, he doesn't need to shut up about anything. He, he's a human being who has his opinions. And we fought fucking wars in this country to allow people to speak about things. And now, all of a sudden, in rock and roll, we have to censor everybody. No, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Should, he be more, should he be more respectful? Sure. Um, should he probably be a little more, <laughs> a little more gracious and, and, you know, a little more, you know. He is at times. I guess it's just like whatever he's yeah. feeling. And I also tie in the fact that he's just such good friends with Slash, so it's not like he was a part of this band. He was a part of this family as well. So I think that's a lot of it, too. It's not just, hey, I made this great record, you know, that made me rich and famous. It's just like, you know, these are my brothers. That's how he refers to this band a lot. And it was in that interview yeah. with uh, with Chip. He's like, he loves everybody. He loves Axel. He loves the current management. I think he's just uh, frustrated. And also in, in that interview with uh, Chip, he um, he mentioned a, a conversation between Adler and Frank, and Frank went up to him. He's like, hey, if you want to do more, you know, whatever you want. So it's not even yeah. like, you know, Frank is trying to undercut him in any way. So it's just, um, you know, just the more thing, fuel to the fire to this band. The one thing that does bother me about Adler, though, and this is just my personal, like, I, I'll defend him for his right to speak out and say whatever he wants, but... And rock and roll should allow that, and that should be fun. But the stuff about these guys being strangers is just complete bullshit. Half these guys have been with the band for decades, and I did they're think just that was hardworking. Unnecessary. What's that? I did think that was unnecessary, that word. 
I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're part of the band. And rock and roll bands throughout history have evolved. They've replaced members, and people have come in and become part of that band. These guys are part of the band. There's no question that these are Guns N' Roses band members. And sure, it's not the lineup that the entire world probably really wants at the end of the day. Although there are people I see on, I've seen people on social media who want DJ Ashba to come back. That to them, that to them <laughs> is GNR, right? Which is fine. God bless them. Like they think to, for them, that's GNR because that's when they discovered the band. But, um, you know, whatever. These guys are hardworking guys. I mean, Richard Fortas and these guys are great musicians who, who brought a lot to Guns N' Roses and, you know, they shouldn't be discounted as strangers. Um, sure, they're not Izzy Stradlin, and they're not Steven Adler, but hell, man, to, to discount their contribution and their musicianship is just unfair. And it's not very rock and roll of them, to be honest. I hear you. There's only one Steven Adler, and there's only one Jack Lou, right? I believe Jack's on the phone. What's up, Brando? <laughs> hey, Jack. I'd like to bring in my guests all, all nice and awkward. How are you doing, sir? Hey, no problem. Yeah, I call it one, and boom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, right on. Um, no, me and uh, my buddy uh, Art Tavana, a journalist, uh, currently a writer for, for Playboy, writing a, a Guns N' Roses book, um, is my co-host uh, for the day. So, uh, Art, you can say hello to, to Jack if you would like. Hey, what's up, Jack? What's up, Art? I heard you heard your uh, podcast the other day. <laughs> oh, wow, which one? Uh, the, one the, uh, the number 10 or something, or whatever it was, with an appetite for distortion. Did you like me or hate me after hearing no, it? I like you. Yeah, I, I love all the Guns N' Roses fans. Yeah, no problem. I like it. Oh. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, I haven't met you since you're, 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 in LA, you're in L.A., right? Yeah, I mean, we talked once, remember? I think you were doing some photo gallery thing, and I, I called you once about it. And Yeah, I, I think I saw you at, God, where was it? <laughs> some of, one of those events, one of those various events. But, yeah, I'm in L.A. Okay. Oh, cool. Sorry, I, I just don't remember. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. No, all good, Jack. That's that's why I liked uh, Jack immediately. For I mean, for one, I mean, sometimes you have to go through PR people, but you were just so accessible through through Facebook. Uh, you know, very um, just down to to do the interview. And when I you know I told you who I was, you went back and listened to some podcasts. And right. you're like, oh, and the first thing you mentioned, like, oh, you interviewed my friends in Paradise Kitty. I'm like, now nah, that's how I know Jack's cool. If you're friends with Paradise <laughs> Kitty, you're you're, you're, you're a good dude. I love shooting him. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> All right, guys, settle down, settle down. Hey, in a professional manner, of course. <laughs> so, uh, on the phone with us uh, right now, uh, as we led off the show with uh, Jack Lou, photographer, rock star photographer extraordinaire, uh, best known as Guns N' Roses' first photographer. And that happened because you were friends with everybody, so we're going to get into that story. Uh, still taking pictures. I see you post every day uh, at a different festival, different concert. Very jealous so that you get to see all these concerts right up close. And, of course, featured in that, uh, that great uh, book, Reckless Road and the Making of Appetite for Destruction uh, by Mark Cantor. And i got to say thank you for sending it to me and, and also autographing it for me as well. I, I, didn't, I didn't ask you for either because I'm just like, not like that. I'm like, oh, can you send it? No. You're like, hey. Have you read this book? I'll send it to you. And uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's an expensive book, so I don't know if I owe you anything. Okay. No, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't. Want, I never want to be. And I'll, maybe Jack doesn't know, so I'll have to preface it with, "I am Jewish." So no, this is no. an anti-Semitic remark. I don't want to be too Jewish and, and just cheap out on you. So if you, <laughs> but I pre- I appreciate the, that as well. Uh, so Jack, where are you calling from uh, today? Uh, Los Angeles, uh, Culver City right now. It's like on the outskirts of, it's right in L.A., basically. How far away is that from you, Art? 
Oh man, depends on traffic. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Could be ten, could be twenty five minutes on a on a dead day. It could be an hour and a half on a busy day. But you, basically, Culver City is Venice is the best way to like think about it if you're not from LA. Okay. Man, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna have to get out there at some point. This is like horrible. I, I'm gonna have to. I can't believe, you never, I can't believe you've never been to LA. <laughs> I think just the way I mean, because I, I guess with you being a photographer, your your travel is is part of your job. For me in radio, it's not. It's just like I always have to stay here, and I always have to work holidays. You know, especially being uh, Jewish, I always have to work Christmas and all the other holidays. Normal people get off. So, so uh, yeah, normal people. He's in LA right now. Uh, yeah, what is this? Global warming seems to be. It's it's a uh, it's a real thing. So, um, is that where you uh you grew up in LA? Where did you grow up? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up. I was born in L.A., so um, American-born Chinese. So yeah, I was. I'm one of the few that actually live and li- born and lived in L.A. Okay. I didn't move in. Because <laughs> a lot of people don't know. It. That's a fair point to make. Because a lot of people we talk to, you know, like R- Roberta Freeman, for example, she's from New York and she made her way to L.A. That always seems to be, you know, the the migration. Of course, Axel, infamously or famously, however you want to look at it, uh, made his way to uh, to L.A. So, um, it all, I guess, where does your story start? Uh, does it start with Slash and Mark Cantor? Does it start with photography in early age? Were you taking pictures of uh, butterflies when you were kindergarten, Jack? Uh, where, uh, does, where does the Jack Lou star, uh, story start? Well, I, I started taking pictures in, like, 1978. Um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a local club called the Starwood. And I used to go in there all the time just to take pictures. I used to, you know, I shot, like, you know, Randy Rhodes there with Quiet Riot. Wow. I shot, uh, you know, George Lynch with some band called Exciter. Yeah, yeah, your doc and friend would love that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I saw Judas Priest at the Starwood. You know, that, that was freaking amazing. You know, Van Halen used to play there all the time. But I used to go in there. It was, a, you know, a crappy club. But uh, that's how I started, you know, 1978. Just, you know, just, you know, just a fan, just you know, just had my little point point shoot camera. Then I started, you know, the SLR, and you know, used to bring that in and just take pictures. That's how it, that's all how it started. And then, um, you know, I was, you know, I was, I started with some, you know, metal fanzine pages out there. Um, I forgot what they're called, but uh, you know, back then everybody just had like little Xerox fan pages, you know, little booklets that used to, in magazines that used to come out. And I started taking pictures for a few of those companies, and a few mag, Phil's Blow magazines. They were, they, were, they were freebies and stuff, but that's how, how I sort of started. What made you want to do, boy, pick up the camera? If you, because um, I guess LA, a lot of people, like, did you want to be, um, was there any part that you wanted to be a rock star, or did you want to do anything else, or you just, were you born with a camera in hand? No, I, I, you know, back in you know junior high days, you know, they, we had to take shop classes, and you know, one of the shop classes was photography. Okay. So, you know, yeah, so I took that. I enjoyed doing that. Um, used to go, you know, take pictures for the junior high, you know, yearbook or whatever. You know, take pictures of you know football things, you know, football teams, and that's how that sort of started. You know, and did a deal with the black and white stuff. You know, you know, bought a bought some you know black and white equipment and largers and. You know, did some, you know, darkroom stuff, you know, in my house. So that's how that sort of started. How were you, uh, were your parents, were they supportive of that? Or they were just like, did they ever think yeah, they, that you can make a career out of uh, out of this and still be doing it now? It was just a hobby. You know, it, it's, you know, it's, you really can't make any money on this stuff right now. I mean, there's no way you can do it unless you're, you know, 
now now they nowadays everybody wants everything for free. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the, the, the stuff the stuff I have because you know back in those days I used to um, I used to work for a scalper. You know, and and he would he would set me up, and you know I would get, I would get a bunch of kids out, in the, you know, in the high school days, and we you know we meet at the forum, for example, like you know six o'clock in the morning, you know, get the hand stamps, and then uh, you know once you have the hand stamps, you know he you know he, I guess he paid off all the security guards, which you know, and you know he always had all the best tickets, you know, so he had all the best tickets, so uh, um, you know we would you know. You know, meet up, meet up somewhere, get get the tickets, and you know he would he would he would always set me up. You know, he would always have the first ten rows for the for the shows, and he used to take care of me. And he used to shoot in the front. You know, he used to sneak my cameras in for certain shows, and I would um, you know take pictures. You know, make sure the security guard didn't catch me, so I would take pictures there, and uh, that's how that sort of started. And then um, you know. I don't know if Art remembers this. This about like you're probably too young, but they used to have these Capitol Records swap meets back in the '80s, and uh, I used to sell photos there all the time. And those, those were fun days. <laughs> every, every Saturday, Sunday night, uh, you know, it would be a whole parking lot full of people selling records, T-shirts, bootlegs, you know, photos, you know, buttons, pins. Those are really fun, good times. Were you attracted to, I guess, taking pictures of concerts and rock stars always, or did you was ever a part you wanted to do like scenic stuff or maybe just uh, generic portraits, or was it always um, you were drawn to, you know, the LA drawn, life? Sure, drawn to music. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's you know that's you know I I, I I shoot music. You know, one day you know maybe when I retire I'll, I'll do some you know landscape photography if you get a chance. But you know I work all the time. Um, you know, I currently work, you know, photography doesn't really pay the bills. So, mm. um, you know, I have a, I have a company, I have a partner at a, in a lighting store and that's how I make my money. So but, uh, basically we do lighting design and we wholesale, uh, lighting. So that's how, that's what pays the bills basically. And photography and, and then, you know, going out to concerts and shooting pictures, that's great and fun, but, you know, good luck getting paid for it. You can't pay the bills on it. Hmm. I know Art. You can identify with that being a journalist, and I can, can being in radio. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's it's definitely hard nowadays because there's so many people doing what used to be like you know 15, 20 people. Now it's like forty thousand people thanks to this wonderful thing we call the internet that's literally just making everything more globalized and saturated. And you know the curation and the uniqueness of everybody's kind of going away. It sucks. Yeah, didn't you say you lost money uh, doing the uh, the Izzy Stradlin article that won awards that you didn't even make money doing that? Yeah, I did. I won in debt on that article, not in crazy debt, but you know, but I had still. to spend my own. I had to cover my own travel for that story because the the editor at the time, who I won't name, was completely against the story I wanted to write. Um, they wanted just a straightforward profile, like, oh, Izzy Stradlin was born on this day, and here's what happened, and this is why he's not in the in the reunion, and blah blah blah. And, I decided to do something different. But yeah, and Jack probably experienced the same thing. You probably have to go. Sometimes you probably want to travel to do a festival or to do a concert, and the, the editors aren't covering it, and you still go, right? You still you yeah, have I, to get that shot. I do that all the time. Basically, I do this for the passion of, of getting the shot. Amazing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to Las Vegas next week for, uh, for Las Rages, and you know, I'm, mm-hmm. basically I'm paying the bills. And, you know, travel time, hotel, 
But, you know, yeah. it's fun. I like doing it. You know, I'm, I'm going to shoot, you know, Judas Priest, and, you know, that, that's always great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I, 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 don't know. I don't know if people can afford tickets these days either. Right. You know, tickets are so expensive. It's like, oh, my God. It's like... Back when I was going to concerts, when I you know I was paying like ten dollars, fifteen dollars, and you know that was a lot of money. I guess that was a lot of money back then, but you know that was the eighties. <laughs> sure. Right. Do you remember your your very first uh, concert that you shot? I mean, if it was just like a high school, you know, uh, assembly. Do you remember what it was? Um, first concert. It was, it was probably a band called Exciter. Okay. Uh, it was it was George Lynch was the guitarist in the band. Um, I, I used to shoot him at, I shot him at the start with. That was like the first band I shot. Okay. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's so cool. Yeah, Exciter, yeah, or, or Bad Axe or something. And yeah, I used to see a band called Bad Axe with um, with Dana Strum. He he was there. He was playing all the time at the Starwood too. Hmm. What year was that, Jack? That was like seventy six, seventy seven. So I have a question. So you were in this unique period where the punk scene was kind of starting in Los Angeles with the germs and the various bands, like they were kind of making their noise in that, that scene around Los Angeles, but then it was transitioning into metal and Van Halen. And did you ever shoot any of those early punk bands? Like, I don't know, even the Go-Go's in their early incarnation or were you part of that scene at all? Or how, how'd you feel about that, that scene? I was back then. I would shoot any anything. You know, if, if I, you know, if it was a band was worth shooting, I would shoot it. And yeah, you know, I shot the Go Go's. Uh, but a lot of the punk bands were kind of scary. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be spit on, and and, and the crowd, you know, the crowd's a little rough. You know, what I mean, I don't want. You know, I remember going in, into these into these bars and like, dang, it's like it's disgusting. It's like you know, uh, uh, dark. <laughs> and, and a lot of these clubs don't have good decent lighting. If you don't have decent lighting, it's not worth shooting. Hmm. So. And how was that? How was that different from going to like the Starwood, Starwood or the Whiskey and shooting some of the rock and roll like Van Van Halen type bands? What was the the difference in the the crowd and the experience? It was it was, it was you know the crowd was you know behaved themselves at least. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, but, you know, with punk bands, everyone's like slamming into you. It's like yeah. slam dancing. Yeah. And, and, and usually the club, you know, the, um, I, me- I remember, you know, I, I just wasn't in the club, the punk rock scene either, so I was more right. rock scene. Yeah, because, you know, I grew up on Kiss. You know, you know Kiss changed my life. <laughs> Hell yeah. I remember seeing, you know, like, you know, like 1975 or something, 74, you know, I'm watching a show called The Midnight Specials on channel, you know, on a national channel. And they just played bands all the time, and, and you know, Kiss came on. I go, oh my God, who is who is this band? <laughs> and then I, uh, you know, I, I, then I, I really liked the, you know, they had the fire bombs and you know, stuff spitting blood and all this stuff. That was the right kind <laughs> of scary. And then, yeah, the makeup was great. Hmm. And that changed my whole life. Then, you know, then I started buying, uh, you know, Circus magazine. You know, just just to pick out, you know, okay, Kiss. Who else? Who else is hot? Then I then I discovered, you know, Led Zeppelin. Then I discovered, you know, Black Sabbath and Aerosmith. And you know, just just by reading the magazines, and and then you see all these cool photos. You know, you know, then you know, you know, like Neil Zoslauer used to shoot for them, and you know, all these, you know, Ross Alf and all these great photographers. And I I want to do that. So you know, that's how I you know just by reading Circus Magazine, Cream. You know, hit parader stuff like that. 
that sort of just blew me away, you know, just looking at the photos. I just want to know, what was it like? So you described all these bands you first discovered that kind of got you into rock and roll, but what was it like that first visual experience of seeing Guns N' Roses, I guess, at the Troubadour or wherever, wherever else you saw them first? Okay, well, you know, again, you know, back Slash, you know, I knew Slash through Mark Hanner, you know, Mark, you know, you know and, and they weren't Guns N' Roses at, at that time, you know what right. I mean? Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, it was it was Saul Hudson. You know, he was, he was a friend of Mark Hanner's, and um, you know, and I would, you know, me and Mark, we always go to shows, um, and you know, Slash would come along, Stephen Alley would come along, um, and you know, we would, you know, we always had great seats because you know we were doing, you know, ticket scalping and stuff. And we were helping our ticket scalper. Um, you know, and you know, I know Slash was, you know, Saul was playing guitar. And he started, you know, in some bands called like, you know, Black Sheep. You know, I, sh- I shot them. Um, mm. And you know, in those days, and you know, it, it was, it, you know, Black Sheep was okay, but you know, it, was, it wasn't Guns N' Roses. <laughs> um, right. And then, and then, and, and then, you know, then I guess, it, and um, you know, and then Axel, you know, then Slash would, you know, Slash was always in and out of bands. You know, you know, so he was in out with all these local bands, and then um, with Guns N' Roses with Axel, that that sort of clicked. You know, and then you know Axel came to town, and 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 then that's history and started. And then um, the first time I shot them was, you know, back then, I, you know, I knew how to take the photos, so they they asked me to you know, take some photos, some because they were having a local show at the Troubadour or somewhere, and they needed some, you know, shots for flyers. So, mm. No problem. So, so we met at Canners, um, and we, you know, took those shots for it with with a, with a car for the that's on the cover of uh, what's that out EP the their EP. Uh, the mm. shot we took the shot at Canners on the booth. You know, they they just came back for what they call the Hill Tour from um, from going up to Seattle. Right. So they coming back from that, and I guess you know they needed shots, so I took some some dance, some quick band shots that you know for the flyers. Nice. Yeah, I had no idea you took that photo behind Live Like a Suicide. The I think it's a caddy they're on. I don't know what kind of car it is. Uh, I think it was like an old Cadillac. It, he was it was um, one of Mark's workers. I've got his name. He I guess he owned that car. And uh, we said, "Hey, let's take a, you know, Mark, let's take a shot of that car with with the band," and, then, and that's how we that happened. Hmm. To take a couple of uh, steps back, do you recall the first time that you met Saul? What kind of person he uh, was? Um, shoot, it was probably it was through Mark Cantor. So right, uh, it was probably me meeting him at Mark's house one day. You know, playing pool. You know, back at Mark's house, he had he'd be a pool table and. and Slash would, was a good pool player, and you know that's how we sort of met. But um, you know, he, he were younger than us. You know, I was like three years, three or four years older than Saul. But you know, I had the I had the car. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. And I had the car so I could drive all these guys to to uh, to see concerts. Um, so we, we used to go see concerts all the time, and you know, since I had the car, you know, I, I was the you know the guy that drove everybody around. Mm-hmm. you were that guy, okay? Yeah, I was the Did guy. Did you have to be sober as well while everyone else was partying? Um, or we don't. I mean, I don't know uh, if DUIs last through the uh, the decades. I don't. I'm not going to hold you to anything. But. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't drink, so so, and I think I'm allergic to alcohol, so okay, but, sure. 
but I got so that. That, if I drank, boom, I, I get plastered or I get turned purple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair but, enough. Um, but, uh, but, you know, back then we were all kids. Sure. And so and no one really, you know, they would smoke pot and everything, but, you know, that was about it. But, mm. you know, mm. and they were all broke, too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're kids. Did you guys bond over anything else other than, you know, the, the music, you having a car? Was there anything else that maybe you guys, you know, developed your friendship around? Um, like common TV shows or, you know, games you would play? Just trying to get a sense of, uh, you know, little little Mark, little Jack, and little Saul. Uh, <laughs> uh, not not really, but okay. um, it was just, just just music. You know, also, you know, Slash had a, you know, well, Saul used to, used to date my uh, best friend's you know, Saul, Saul used to date my best friend's um, girlfriend, and you know I would see him all the time because Saul would slash Saul would you know stay at her house all the time for, for you know for a while, and and you know I would always see him there, but you know we just talked music. <laughs> right on, right on. So yeah, yeah. when did he start calling? Is it later on? Did he start calling himself Slash? For, like for you, because I, mean, I mean, we all, uh, you know, like Art and I, we've both grown up knowing him, him as Slash. But I'm just trying to think of like one of my childhood friends that you know, if my friend Chris just all of a sudden he's like, yeah, you just start calling me uh, semicolon. I'd be like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> 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 Terrible joke, but I'm glad you laughed at it. But uh, yeah. do you remember the time where he just started referring to him or people start calling him? Slash, or is he still is he slash to you, or do you in your head what do you think about him? Do you, think, you just consider him Saul still? Um, it's it's, it's slash now, but you know, <laughs> but every now and then I, I call him Saul, but but it, it, was, it was basically slash. It's not slash now, but I'm trying to remember when that happened. It probably happened. Shoot, um, I really don't remember when. It probably when Guns N' Roses started happening. All right. Did he care? Like, did he? Was it a situation where if you were at a bar and you're hanging out and Guns N' Roses is kind of taking off and you're like, "Hey, Saul," he'd be like, "No, no, no, my name's Slash." Like, did he ever like take offense to being called Saul? <laughs> I don't, no, no, he doesn't. Okay, because oh, okay. I, I would deal with radio people who would be like that. Like, you know, my name is my name is Brandon. I don't mind if you call me Brando or Brandon, whatever. I don't correct okay. you. If anything, I actually prefer Brandon because I just don't... I always would use the joke. Like, I'm not Axel. I'm not Slash. I'm not one of these famous people. I'm just a, you know, little scrawny little Jewish kid. I don't need to have a, a, a crazy name because it sounds better on the radio. Brandon. But I would have... I remember this this one kid I, I worked with. His name was uh, Jason, and his radio name was Roach. And, <laughs> yeah. And then one day, he's just like, yeah, can you just start calling me Roach? I'm like, no. All right. No, I'm not calling you that. That's to me. That's you're not anybody. So yeah. there are people who are like that. So that's uh, so that's kind of like why I asked that question because you never know. I always remember that Dana's Carvey skit when he's talking about how do you go from Gordon to Sting? Who's got the balls to tell their friends to call them Sting? Bill Bailey, of course, to Axl Rose. It's just interesting how uh, those transitions are made. You know, around their friends, the people who know them. You know, not just uh, in, the, in the in the mainstream. Um, so then, then take us to I guess the first time, like when you met Axel, or unless we're missing anything in the story of art, if you, if there's something that I'm missing, uh, the first time when because you said Slash was in and out of bands, and then it clicked with Axel. Did it click for you as well? Did you see something different? Well, yeah, at, in the first shows they were you know they they were okay, <laughs> you know <laughs> okay, 
you know, they, you know, and then I, I learned more of their songs. You know, the first time you see them, you, you don't know the music. You know, but you know, they, but they had a certain sound and, and a certain look that was kind of unique back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as you pick up more of the more of the, if you, once you learn the songs, then you go, oh my God, this is really good. You know, yeah, I, I wish I took more photos back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, you know, film was film film was expensive back then. Mm-hmm. So, but, oh yeah, not, uh, not like today, endless. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but you know, we, 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 like after like maybe the six, you know, after they start playing, after a while, you know, they, you know, the word got around that you know this this, this is the band you should check out, and you know they they started playing and you know packing clubs and you know, oh my god, it's like oh and you know Axel had a really good energy with him. He, he was a great performer and he, and he had a really unique voice. And he sounded different from other other you know hair metal bands back then. Jack, from your perspective as a photographer, so you're up close to all these different bands. I'm sh- I'm sure you probably shot like Cinderella or Faster Pussycat, all these various bands. What was it about Guns N' Roses that visually was so special? I mean, obviously it's the band you prefer to shoot the most, but what was it about their look and their stage presence that kind of captivated you more than any other band on the strip? Um. I mean, it's just watching the energy from them. You know, like I shot every friggin' metal hair metal band out there, <laughs> and you know, right. some of them were some were good, and some were you know, you know, I shot Poison. Poison's okay, but you know, it's more of a you know, they're fun. But you know, Guns N' Roses just had a unique. You know, they were like the bad boys. <laughs> they were. Right. They had some. You know, they they had they had that look, but they were also something about them that you know, like oh, you know, they're they're. They're, 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 you know, they're, they're bad guys, you know, but, um, what a bad and, and, you know, you're sh- shooting them at canners. You're obviously like, it's a more personal environment, right? You're telling them how to pose or you're giving them ideas on what to do and like what you think might look cool. How was that? Just take us into that like moment where you're standing with these guys in front of canners deli in front of that Cadillac and what's going on. Are they telling you what they want? Are you giving them advice or their particular shots? They won't. Like, are they not okay with this shot or that? Like, what was that experience like, the overall vibe? Well, again, they were just friends. They were nobody back then. <laughs> it wasn't, right. now if I, now it would be totally different. Now they, would, they wouldn't do it. But, you know, back you know back then they were just, you know, five guys just to get some flyers. And I just, I just happened, you know, I just, I got lucky. <laughs> so you're just looking for generic photos or is there something that you wanted? No, no, we... Oh, no, they needed some bad shots, and you know the car was a unique shot. That was kind of really cool. We just happened to have a you know cool car that we could take a shot with. Um, uh, the 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 booth shot is kind of kind of different too. Right. Uh, that you know it's, you know it's, you know Mark's Mark's restaurant, and you know that's a unique shot. Um, and we took some shots back in the alley. Um, but you know, again, they they were they were just five guys that were friends, right? Which one? Which one of the members was to you the most photogenic, or the most that you really wanted to like pull away and do like a one-on-one with? Who was like the the character for you in those first days? Maybe you had them lie down on the couch and put the heart of the ocean around their oh, neck. No. <laughs> yeah. Axel, had, Axel, Axel had some style. Axel was you know when I shot those shots on the couch shots, you know Axel, Axel looked, he was he was he was the coolest of them. You know the this. Slash shots, eh? We're just looking sort of drunk and stuff, eh? And I would redo those now, but um, the, the actor shots were probably my favorite shots. 
you know, Steve, you know, Stephen was the, my, the friendliest guy in that little batch. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, he, he still yeah. seems like that. There's always yeah. been like, there's always been conversations behind the scenes of like, GNR took a lot of their visual cues from Izzy and some of his style and the stuff he was doing early on, and sort of they sort of all, were all developed by the kind of fashion and the vibe he brought to the band. Did you notice that, or did you feel that when you were shooting them, or was it, did they all have their own unique look and vibe? Um, I think I think Axel directed more of the more more, more of the pose. I don't know. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just, I just don't remember that. It was, you know, that was that was forty years ago. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Do you um? Because you mentioned Stephen being like the friendliest guy, and and uh, he's been in the news recently. Uh, can take us back to when? Because of course we just asked about the first time you met Slash. The first time you met Stephen. Because uh, Stephen was always with Slash. Um, you know, he was, in, but he was, he was the nicest guy out of the whole batch. Um, you know, he was always friendly and, you know, and he's always, you know, he was just a cool dude. <laughs> and uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I shoot Steven every now and then cause, cause, you know, has their appetite that they're, they're always playing around LA mm-hmm. and then they're playing next month. So hopefully, you know, I should get a boot for that. Shouldn't be a problem. Oh, you're gonna be doing the uh, the May 10th show at the the whiskey, right? Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I guess uh, London's uh, yeah, London Slash's sons band will be able to play, so I'll, I'll be there for that. Yeah, Classless Act. Did you ever imagine, you know, not only shooting Guns and Roses, but shooting one day Slash's kids band? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he's a drummer, right? So, yes. Uh, yeah. That should be. You know, so that should be different. Yeah. Do you have any um, any thoughts about uh, what Adler is doing now with Adler's Appetite? And, you know, he had the couple of, you know, uh, the reunion shows, a couple of one-offs uh, that he had. And I don't know, just recently, and it came out you know, when I interviewed Chips Enough, that there still is some, I don't I don't know. He's I read it before you, you came on in a recent interview that, I don't know, he, he wants to it to be him and Izzy again. He referred to the other members uh, as strangers, but there will be times where he praises Frank, he praises Richard. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on just in general. I would love to see that. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's great with the Duff and Slash, but it would be even better with all five original guys. I mean, they can help do a whole new world tour and make another batch of money. You know, that's what they should do. Mm. Have but you seen? Love, love, I love to see that. Have you seen the uh, the new any version of? Ever since the the Appetite Five broke up, did you ever uh, see Axel? Whether it would, with it be with Buckethead or with DJ Ashbo, did you ever go to any of those shows? Yeah, I, I shot those. I, 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 I didn't shoot those shows, but I saw the shows. Um, what was that? Like two thousand. I saw two thousand six or something. They they, they played. Glenn Helen's arena or something. That was the last time I actually spoke to Axel. Okay. Uh, that was like 2006. Um, I think it was inlet. They called it Inland Invasion or something. I remember. Uh, I know Bumblefoot was in there. Okay. I remember who the guitarist was. <laughs> was was the DJ in, in the band in 2006? Mm, was it? Or was it Buckethead? <laughs> no, Buck, well, Bucket was never with with uh, with Bumble. So if it was with okay. Bumble, okay. it was most likely with uh, DJ. I think uh, 06 yeah. was um, Fink. Fink. Oh, he, oh, that's right, Fink. Yeah, Fink. yeah, okay, Robert. Okay, Robin, okay. Oh, yeah. God, it's been uh, such a Robin long time. Fink, yeah. Yeah, it's been such a long time since our... Yeah, exactly. 
last time I spoke to Axel, so 2006. What? How come that was the? Uh, I mean, or is it just because life takes you like in different directions, or is there any reason why that's? It's been so long since you've spoken to Axel. Oh, uh, that's last. That's last time I actually, you know, saw. Yeah, because we went backstage after the show. Uh, that was that last time I saw him. So, but yeah, exactly. We had different directions, I guess. Okay. Um, then, uh, then I saw him at the the Will Turn in 2012. That was a, a DJ. Uh, DJ Ashby, Ashba. Um, you know, I, you know, so that was, that was the world turn, and then, um, then I saw the I shot the current tour. I shot the I shot the Coachella show. Okay. And I shot the um, the Las Vegas show. And you know, me, I was I was Katrina, and I was the only person in the pit that shot the show. And the problem is, you know, you know, the Guns N' Roses own the rights to all the photos, and they have to prove everything. And you know, I would wish they would prove it so I can get the stuff out. But you know, that's that's in two years now, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. But you know, they they own the photos, and you know, I sent it to them. But that's that's last I heard about that. Mm. Um, so. So you have uh, never before seen photos of Coachella and. Um, the, what was the other show that you mentioned? Uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. So yeah, I, and, you know, the Axel on the uh, on, th- on the throne. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, because I know, because uh, I have reached out to uh, Katrina before, and she wants to to do the interview. She just has, has to wait until the tour is over. That's what she's uh, she's told me. But I mean, okay. if, if if that's how. Like it is, you know. If like okay, everything. If she's the official photographer, like I get that part of it. But did you ask to be at those shows? And you're like, oh, you know, we're not going to tell Jack no. Or did they invite you down? Because it just seems, I don't know. To I mean, yeah, you're having this great experience, but for you to put your heart and, and soul into your profession and and you know into each and every shot and to the for those never to. I mean, I would like to think one day they will see the light of day. I mean, if Chinese democracy did, I would like to think if Jack Lou's photos would. Uh, like why? I just feel like that's a kind of a waste of your time. Uh, or was well, it? Do you think that? Well, I was hoping, you know, I was I, I shoot for a uh, website called highwiredays.com. Um, so, um, you know, I, call, I called Slash's manager and asked him if I could shoot the Las Vegas show. And he said, you know, no, you know he, he said he'll get back to me. And you know, he set it up. And I was approved to shoot it. Um, so I, 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 you know, me and Katrina were the only one to approve for it. There's another photographer, Mike um, Mike Savoya from from Seattle. He shot the show also, but he was from the soundboard, I believe. Um, but you know, it's, you know, Slash approved that one, and then I, I got approved for the Coachella show. You know, and that was kind of cool <laughs> shooting Coachella. Sure. Um, um, me and Katrina were the only ones in the pit to shoot that. And then, um, and then I asked if I could shoot the Dodger Stadium show, and then that was uh, no. <laughs> so that's that's the end of that. So I just I'm, I'm just trying to think of uh, wondering why. I mean, was Slashes maybe yeah. just doing you a favor as an old friend, like, hey, you can be a part of this, but again, just to, you know, you might as well have no film in your yeah. in your camera. You do that. <laughs> I don't know. That, that sucks. I, I, I hope because yeah. obviously you know there are so many different Guns N' Roses fan sites out there that. You know, right. all these unseen photos and everyone goes batshit about them, especially the ones that Raz Q uh, ha- has put out in recent uh, in recent months. 
um, and people love them. So I, I, I hope that they yeah. get seen, you know, not just for the fans' sake, but for your sake. I mean, if you're yeah. putting all that blood, sweat, and tears into your work for not to be seen. Um, right. If they could have just invited you down to say, you know, like you mentioned, the other photographer could be from the soundboard. You didn't have to be down in the pit. They could have just said, like, hey, just enjoy the show from the pit. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I got my three songs and then, you know, went back to the seat and watched the rest of the show. And the show's amazing. You know, it's a great show. Mm. Uh... Hey, Jack, is that, do you have anything in your sort of private collection, I guess, from the 80s of JNR or any of the band members, like Polaroids or cool photos that you plan on maybe one day putting out as a, as a book or a gallery or something where you, stuff that you've never put out there before? Uh, yeah, there's, there's more shots in my file cabinets, which no one's ever seen. Um, Very cool. Like, There's something you can describe that you think is really cool that you think people are going to really want to see. Well, it's, you know, it was just the club day shows. Um, you know, I, I shot all the club day shows, and 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 then they they, they they sort of blew up. And you know, at that time when they when they when they when they got big, you know, I was you know started the process of uh, you know working and going to school, and I just, I just didn't mm. have time to to you know. Do, to do the music photography. You know, I took a sort of hiatus. You know, I, I stopped shooting like in 80, 88 or so. And mm. uh, and I was just, you know, concentrating on work. And, you know, that's when they sort of blew up and was like, eh, I, I don't have time to, you know, go, you know, to, to shoot them. But, you know, we, we, yeah, we, yeah, well, I, I should have done it. You know, that would have been, you know, that would have been great. But I just didn't have the time to do it. Right. That actually leads me to a couple of um, arts questions. Leads me to uh, a couple of fan questions that I got uh, for you because you have you have plenty of fans out there, Jack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this is from uh, one of our good listeners, uh, Johan from uh, Sweden. I mentioned last episode another Johan, but I want to make sure I get it correct. That Johan was from Venezuela, so I apologize. This one is from Sweden. We have fans all over. Uh, or I say GNR is fans all over. We just happen to corral them somehow. Um, he wanted to know if you still have some of the like the, the original negatives of the yeah the sh- yeah I, I still have them. They should be yeah. in a museum somewhere, or they stayed in the Jack Lou Museum. In a file cabinet. <laughs> 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 you know, I got slides and you know a lot of stuff that's never been seen. Um, you know, some of the stuff I did, I, I you know I gave the slash and it never got back, but I I, have, I still have plenty. Okay. But uh, but, um, but I do own the, I still have the negatives. Awesome. Take slides. And you also want to, uh, maybe you, you answered it before, what kind of um, film did you use? Um, back then, I think it was, I was using like Fuji 1600. Okay. Yeah, color film. Okay. Yeah, he was a photographer as well, so he wanted to know like what camera you used, what film you used. Yeah, I was using an Olympus OM-1 or OM-2 and OM-10, because, you, know, you know, sometimes I would sneak cameras into shows. Mm-hmm. And that was like the smallest, you know, SLR that was available, and yeah, that was good. So I used to, yeah, that's what I was shooting a lot with. All right. Uh, another question uh, we got. This is from uh, last episode because I try to change up the the co-hosts, and I, sometimes I invite fans on. So last episode was a Remco from the Netherlands. He sent in a question. Uh, so obviously you started um, very young when you started shooting photography. Uh, and you, I'm assuming, like we all have, art with his writing, me and radio. Uh, we develop our profession over, over time. So, uh, what is the one thing, like, that your style or your way of work that has changed, or perhaps has never changed? As well? uh, so, both of those. Um, 
I don't think it's ever changed. Yeah, I, I like I like I like that that circus magazine look, mm-hmm. um, that tight tight shot look. You know, that's what I prefer. Um, so I think that's my style. Um, you know, but again, with 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 brand new equipment, you know, like you know, fisheye lenses and stuff like that, that wide angle look, you know, that that's great too. But the only problem is, you know, when you when you're shooting a show, you have three songs, and like, yeah, and there's, and you're fighting with, you know, twenty photographers in the pit, and sometimes you can't move around mm. like, like like you used to. In the old days, you know, there's like you know three photographers, and there's nobody there, <laughs> and you go you can move around. But now these days, you know, when you when you when you shooting a show there's you know 12 20 photographers in a tight pit and there's only so much you know you can move around with and, 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 and you know back then the lighting was great because you know back then they used to have spotlights on everybody mm-hmm. you know now these days everybody's like all these bands are doing you know backlit lighting strobe lights you know and the led lighting sort of sucks but um you know the lighting's a little different, but uh, you know back then with spotlights, it was you know easier. <laughs> but you know, but now you know again, you know back then you didn't you need to know what you're doing. Um, you know, with you know because you take the picture with film, you don't know you don't know if it came out until you develop it. True. Now digital, now digital cameras, it's it's a lot easier. So National Shoe was one of um, Johan's follow-up. So how soon after you would take a shot of GNR or the Go-Go's, like, would you develop it? Would you go right after, like, oh, my God, I got this? Or would you kind of shoot a bunch of concerts and then and wait a week and get them all uh, done at once? I just dropped out. My, I had a friend that used to work at a one-hour photo. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> that helps because, uh, you know, he would, he, would, he would take care of me. So he, I just dropped the, dropped the photos off. He, I have it, have it in, you know, next day or two. One hour, how times have changed. Unbelievable. And when you think yeah. about it, it's really not that long of a time, but it, it is and it isn't. Yeah. Photography was expensive yeah. back then. You know, when you're, when you're, you know, 18, 20 years old, it's like, uh, <laughs> now, now with digital cameras, it's, it's easy. Jack, does that bother you that how easy it is now, especially with all these amateur photographers who can just uh, put like an Instagram filter on something and just claim that they're... You know. It doesn't bother me, but it's it's a lot easier. You know, everybody everybody that's uh, everybody that has a camera is a music photographer these days. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, half these people probably never shot with film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perhaps. So you know, film like you know now you can be in the you know, you know in the, in the pit you can get you know three hundred shots and three songs. Uh, you know, with film, it's like click. You know, thirty-six exposures. Then you have to change it. <laughs> put another, put another roll. You'll be lucky to get you know, t- you know, two rolls. I got a question, just for sort of history clarification. How many photos do you think you've shot of Guns N' Roses? Like, is it in? The, I mean, I'm sure it's in the thousands, but I just want to know how many you've shot. And then of those, is there a photo that you feel is your favorite or the most iconic um, that you would sort of display as your the photo you took? Um. Many photos I have. I, I probably shot like you know thirty of the club shows, and that was like the whole show. But you know back then it was like I would shoot like you know four rows, and that's maybe a hundred exposures. Mm. So you know, and, and those, those clubs are kind of packed. You, you couldn't really move because you, when you're at the Roxy, you can't really move <laughs> when you're when you're. Right. So it's like you just sort of stand stand in one position. But um, you know, I have a few thousand. You know. But the, is there is there a photo from those that you would pull and say this should be on the cover? You know, this is my greatest shot of GNR. 
uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I love the shot of you know Axel at, at the Roxy shot. I love that shot where uh, it was in um, what magazine was it in Rolling Stone. What was? Can you describe the photo? So he... Yeah, that's the one there where he's like on on, on his uh, he's he's on his knees and he's like you know, okay. you know standing backwards and screaming at the mic. Oh, um, nice. Um, it, I love that shot. Uh, I mean, you can, you, you, he's, he's wearing his cowboy chaps, and if you look close enough, you can see stuff. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, now I remember that photo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course, Art. Now you remember it. Yeah, yeah. You can see his ball sack. With his, <laughs> there. Exactly. Is Mr. Brown talking about it? Yeah. He's trimmed the ball sack. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, I just want to know what your favorite photo was. Is there is of all the other photographers? Because there's been a lot of great ones, right? There's been, you know, Mark's done some amazing photos. There was Robert John and Gene Kirkland. Is there one of those guys is like shots that you were like, man, I wish I got that. Like, I wish that was me. Uh, yeah, they're all good, great photographers. You know, I, I just I wish I should have should have stayed with the band and just shot shot them. But um, you know, nice. I, you know, Robert and Gene sort of took took you know took over the you know, second half of the uh, of, you know after after GNR broke. But uh, you know, they're all good stuff. You know, I see Robert every now and then. I see Gene all the time every now and then. Uh, but you know, we, we're good guys. You know, they're they're good guys. They're great photographers. I, I guess Axel owns all the Robert stuff though now, right? Yeah, yeah, that's. I think Robert John sold his rights to, to Axel. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm sure Gene has his stuff. Um, has there ever been a conversation with you? Have you ever thought about maybe selling? Has there anyone approached you to sell your rights to the GNR photos? Uh, no one's asked. <laughs> Would you? Would I probably? If the money's right, I mean, you're talking you know, again. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who's, who wants to buy it, but. Uh, I probably, I probably, you know, again, if, if the money's, you know, everybody has their price, but, you know, we'll see. It's not like the Million Dollar Man. Remember the Million Dollar Man from the 80s? The wrestler, everybody's got a price. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have that, uh, the Million Dollar Man uh, figure in my apartment. Because, so I'm, that, because I'm that cool. <laughs> I'm that cool. Yeah. Uh, so how was that? Because they weren't big yet. So the decision to stop shooting your friends uh, and, and leave the band um, when they broke, like how did that make you? When they when they finally became big, how did you feel? Where because they were also your friends, and but it was also your profession. Were you torn? Like what was your mindset when you? Dis- it wasn't really my, you know, you know, again, you weren't making tons of money. It was in my, in my 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 profession was in the lighting business, but. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I always, you know, if I go to a show, I want to shoot. Because <laughs> when I went to the Dodger Stadium show, when I went to the Dodger Stadium show, I was like, I was just sitting there, I was like, oh, shoot, I, want, I wish I could shoot. It was like, I was sitting there like, oh, I was miserable. <laughs> but, um, you, know, I, I, you know, I saw them with, um, with Metallica, and I was like, oh, I wish I had a camera. I should have asked. But I, I just didn't ask them if I could shoot the show. I, if, if I asked them, I probably... Would have, would have, you know, they would have let me do it, but it, who, who knows? But I mean, when it, they, when they first became Guns N' Roses, like, and, and they were, you know, on the the tip of everyone's tongue, and you were no longer, I guess, part of that gang. Um, I mean, of course, some friendships still still last. 
did that bother you that you weren't their photographer anymore, or you were just happy no. for your friends being? I was happy. I was happy for the guys. Okay. You know, they, you know, I would see them all the time. You know, I would go to the shows. I just, I just wasn't taking pictures. I just sort of, you know, wasn't taking photos. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of uh, friendships, I mean, I, I don't know too much behind the story of this question, but you know, I, I wanted. Do the fans right? This is from uh, Michael Kane on uh, on Facebook, and I know uh, it all stemmed from your friendship with Mark Cantor, and uh, you know in your book, uh, you know Slash praises his friendship with Mark. Um, but there, there was a recent interview with uh, with Doug Goldstein that he said that Slash doesn't really talk to Mark anymore. I don't know if there's any truth to that. I'm just doing my due diligence and going through the fan questions. I don't know if you know um, anything about that. I know. I, I think I think they they, they they text each other all the time. Um, I know Mark didn't see any of the the, the new show, the new tour, because you, know, you know they didn't invite him. But uh, you know, Mark just ask him. They'll they'll probably you know get you in. But he he didn't bother asking him because they didn't invite him. But I you know I know I assume they talk every now and then. You know it was for Slash at least, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I know Alex Alex Cantor, Mark's son, went to the show. Okay. So he, I know he went to the shows, and you know, he, and they they got him in. Uh, but you know, I know Mark didn't see the tour, and I go, Mark, just just ask the guys, and they'll hopefully we'll get you in. But he he didn't ask. You find that stuff because uh, uh, Art and I were talking about that before you came on. Do you find the politics around this band silly? Because yes, it's there's a business involved, but it's also, you know, it's rock and roll, and a lot of these, you know, the you know, Slash and Steven, you know, and Mark and you, you've been friends since since high school. Do you, like, do you have an opinion on that? Uh, yeah, there's, there's politics in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's probably, you know, the management that's managing them. Um, so, you know, I, I, we, were, we, were, we were planning to have, a, like, a GNR gallery um, back in, like, like, right before the Dodger Stadium show. We were gonna have a you know gallery show just to you know promote GNR and you know me Gene Kirkland you know Gene 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 wanted to do this gallery thing so we were gonna do it at Canners and we I, you know we promoted it and you know we we getting the photos ready and then like you know the you know, the management said uh, you know cease and desist basically so they told us not to do it. Hmm. Do you know why that would happen? So I, I actually went to the. There's like another kind of ad hoc version on Hollywood Boulevard, I think, off Hollywood Boulevard that I went to and I saw a bunch of. It was just Gene's photos, I think. Um, yeah. Were you you were you were there, right? Uh, I, I I saw some photos of it. I didn't go to it. I, sh- I should have, but I didn't. Do you know why GNR would have that sort of Canner's Deli photo gallery thing shut down? Because I was really excited about that i was going to go to that as well was there like did they give a reason or was it just the photo rights are not yours like what was the i don't know what was the reason for that do you can you talk about it well i think i think they were they had a pop-up store i, I heard there was they were in a pop-up store at the same time right. uh and they, i guess they didn't want to compete with us but you know they who's going to you know that's you know they was going to go to the pop-up store and buy stuff <laughs> you know they, they could do right. both. you could do both um you know, they 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 just asked us to cease and desist, and said, "Okay, you know, I, I want to you know keep the band happy." You know, uh, you know, Gene wanted to do it, and 
you know, but anyway, I was, I was, I was out of it. I said, if, if the band wants it, wants us to do it, stop it. You know, I'm out. So if you want to do it, Gene, you can do it. But uh, I don't set the band. Would you ever want to be involved in any sort of? I know the the Appetite Thirty happened. You know to have the original, and you are part of that original history uh, that fans love so much. I mean, is that something that you and Mark would talk about? Uh, that you would you know get the old gang back together and, and take original photos, and maybe recreate some of these. Uh, ori- I would love to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to do it. Because you see that a lot now with like sitcoms, you know, reunions, and they'll go back to the old set. I mean, they just did it with the uh, the Sandlot, right, uh, Art? Because I know Art's another big baseball. Uh, today's uh, Jackie Robinson Day, as we're uh, yeah, but recording I've been it. Obsessing yeah. over, I've been obsessing over Jackie Robinson celebration. You know, the anniversaries. GNR seems to be so almost. Um, I don't know, disconnected from their past. They almost want to forget about it or push it away and move on to a next phase of their band but um yeah there was there, i don't think there was any real like celebration of the 30th anniversary any sort of proper release book dvd cds i mean they seem to have sort of you know buried it um and i hope at least with chinese democracy this year something comes out but who knows right yeah all, all these bands are getting back together now it's like <laughs> yeah i mean music's a tough business right now yeah, no, and and I and I think uh, Jack, you know more because uh, you've just been around more and see more history than because uh, both uh, Art and I are both Art. You're also 34, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah. There's the kids. Hey, oh, I should have had you on episode 57, but episode 58. Oh. It's uh, uh, I'm, okay. I'm OCD oh. like that, I guess. <laughs> but you know, you know, back in the music back in the 80s was all it was amazing. Like you know, you know, bands would come out. You know, the, the first day would go platinum. You know, it would ship platinum. You know, now these days, if you know, one if someone sells you know, a million copies, they're god. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite band to shoot now? I love your your uh, profile picture. You and uh, Lizzie Hale. Uh, I mean, I, oh yeah, I love Lizzie. <laughs> I would love to um, put in a good I word for me. Not uh, to get her. I would love to interview her on the show. But um, I guess how I non subtly put that in there. Uh, but maybe I don't know if Hailstorm's one of the bands. But who are some of your favorite current bands that you like to shoot? I, I like shooting girls. So okay, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know I love shooting like Nita Strauss from you know Alice Cooper. I used to shoot oh, her yeah. when, when when she was like in you know with Iron Maidens all the time. Um, yeah, she just did WrestleMania, which was amazing. Yeah, exactly. She's she's blown up. <laughs> But uh, she, she's so much fun to shoot. Um, you know, I love shooting Paradise Kitty. I shoot them all, all the time. You know, just, you know, just the mix of you know Guns N' Roses and you know cute girls. It's like it's great. And you know, there's a there's a guitarist named uh, Ariel, and she's so she's really petite, and she's so much fun on stage to shoot. All right. But I like shooting girls. So I, that's that's my favorite thing. <laughs> girls with girls with guitars are great. <laughs> no arguments for me. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> And the guys are good too. You know, I shoot the guys too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's off limits. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like we kind of know what you're doing now because you've been sprinkling it in a little bit. I mean, you have your your lighting business. So please feel free. I mean, uh, if you want to give them a plug website, uh, if anyone wants to use your services, it's, it's called Fire Ltd. Uh, we do lighting design. Um, I've been doing lighting for you know 35 years. Uh, we do to lighting design. We sell lighting equipment. You know, if you need lighting, let let let, let me know. <laughs> I'll take care of you. 
Awesome. But we do we, we do a lot of you know really, we do like you know major. There's a lot of rock stars that we do, but I can't say who they are. But uh, you know, we, you know but, uh, but we're, we're pretty well known in LA. So right on. And then the the, the website you mentioned before was uh, the High Wire Days. Yeah, highwiredays.com. Okay. Uh, uh, I've been basically shooting for them for a while. Um, yeah, it's fun. You know, the, the Ken Morton gets me. You know, he's the editor. Um, you know, we we do we cover you know local bands, we cover tribute bands, we cover you know major bands, we cover we do a mix. Um, you know, a lot of these websites they just shoot you know the big bands, but we do everything. You know, like, you know, last year I shot like over 800 bands. Wow. <laughs> so, is there one show that sticks out to you, what Guns N' Roses or not? That like this is you know maybe the pinnacle of my experience um, of being a photographer, a rock photographer. Um, might be. I'm sure that's might be picking like your your children. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You've been to so many. Um, I, well, one of the, one of my favorite shows was, was the you know the uh, what show was that? Um, Cow Jam. It was like back in. Oh shoot, I'm a mind blank here. <laughs> Clearly, um, one of your favorites. Uh, us, us festival. Us festival. Okay. Us festival in like '83 or something. Who was on that? Uh, uh, it was like Van Halen was headlining. Uh, you know the, the metal day. They had like they had different days. They had a like a like a new wave day, a metal day, and the rock day. And mm. you know the metal day was great because you know it was it was Van Halen, which you know Eddie's like you know, amazing. You know back then, you know now that now it's totally different. Mm. You know Motley Crue was was just starting to you know explode. They they were like opening, and you know you know Nikki Six and it, it, Motley Crue back then was like oh like one of their favorite bands to shoot. They just shoot them all the time in the clubs too. I can't even imagine with broke. all the pyro and they were I, I, they were probably like a lot like GNR, just like the, you didn't know what to expect, no? Yeah, exactly. Well, I remember the first time seeing them at the at the Whiskey or the Roxy. You know, you know they were you know with the makeup and the leather and like oh, <laughs> they put on a really good show. And and, and, and when Shout the Devil came out, oh my God! <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. Uh, so that's amazing. Uh, so what are, what's the best way for fans to, uh, I guess, keep in contact with you or if they have any questions or just keep in, in touch with you and see, because you're still, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to be your Facebook friend, uh, that I see, you know, you posting all these photos all the time. But is that the best way to keep in touch with you? I know you're on Instagram as well. Uh, uh, yeah, just probably Facebook, uh, Facebook and Instagram. You know, um, you know, I'm working on a website. You know, one day I'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it takes a long time to do. I just don't have time to do it all. But because you know, I'm out like three, four nights a week, and then and then I have to work, and then I have to edit this shit, and you know. yeah. <laughs> and then, no, I I completely understand. I mean, it's enough for me yeah. just to edit these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ever going to put together? I mean, obviously you have the book Reckless Road, Mark Hanner's book, which your features uh, uh, photos are prominently featured in. But are you ever going to do a strict uh, Jack Lou? photo book i'm thinking about it i think you should uh, I, I, I got some stuff you know because that's what that's everybody wants stuff from the 80s you know these days no one wants everybody has the same shots now because you know when you're in the pit there's you know 20 photographers with the same shots but no one has the old stuff right. that's what everybody wants that's the only stuff that sells and especially if you have things that nobody has ever seen right <laughs> yeah exactly that's old stuff that's that's stuff people buy 
Right. Because, uh, you know, for magazines, you know, they, 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 they all expect it free. You know, now it's, oh, can I, can I use your shop? I go, oh, well, you can license it. Okay, can I get it for free? I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, that's that's how you make your living. Yeah, that's what I know. It's the little you make from photography, but yeah, exactly. But 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 you know, I, but I, I you know actually sell some of the old stuff through rock paper photos and galleries and stuff. But uh, that's 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 the only thing people want. You know, magazines would call me every now and then for the old stuff, but. You know, these days, no one wants the new stuff. Everybody wants expects, expects it for free. Well, I'll, I'll combine all of it. If you are ever out here in New York City, uh, maybe I'll have you take some photos of, of me in the radio uh, studio doing a, a podcast, and I'll pay you for it. So we can combine. Uh, uh, <laughs> we can... I'll do it for free. I don't care. Oh, all right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as I mentioned, I'm Jewish, so free is fine for me. Okay. But I was trying. You're, you're to... in L.A. We'll, we'll take you to <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, you come to L.A. and we'll, we'll, I'll take you out for, for lunch. We we'll go to Canners. We'll sit in the GNR booth. Oh, now I got to do it, man. <laughs> oh, now I got you know I got to take a field trip out to L.A. Yeah, you uh, should come to L.A. I will. Yeah, I will. Do, right. the, do the Guns N' Roses tour or whatever. That, that I heard, heard there's a. I don't, know, I don't know if it's still happening now, but they used to have a, like a bus tour that used to take you all the Guns N' Roses places. Oh, really? I don't know if that's still happening. I know that happened like like two years ago. I don't know if it's currently still happening. Art, do you know anything about that? I heard about that. I don't know if it's still happening okay. because I would have probably been like asked or like had a friend who wanted to go with me. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, hell, if it's not happening, I'll recommission it. And I'll just go. <laughs> Art will be like the uh, the GNR Uber. Maybe they don't do that. Yeah, dude, great idea. Jack, <laughs> I'd love to. Talk, by the way, Jack, I'd love to talk to you one day about my book. If you ever want to grab a coffee, it'd be fun. Sure, we'll talk. No problem. Just let me know. Yeah, well, yeah. that's um. Actually, that was one of the big um things I, I do want to talk about. That'll be between you and Art and, and Jack. The, the process of putting together Reckless Road, like how. How was that for you? Or was it mainly just a Mark Canner vehicle, and you just supplied him with the photos? Like, how did that uh, process come about? Because I know Art has been working on his uh, his GNR book for a few years now, and we got it's going to be amazing when it comes out. Yeah, it was it was mainly a Mark Canner thing. Yeah, I just supplied the photos to okay. him. Uh, you know, because Mark, you know, you know, spent hours doing that book, you know, and you know, it took him, you know, years, <laughs> and I would see the scraps, and, you know, we'd talk about it, and, you know, then one day it finally came out, um, but, uh, you know, it was mainly, mainly March, March, you know, okay. March time uh, on that book. All right. Was, uh, uh, what type of book are you going to put, are you putting a GNR book on what, on the beginning days, or the current days, or her is the current days? Uh, yeah, more about a history, no, complete history from beginning, from like the 70s until today. Um, I've been working on it since like 2015, 2016. So it's just been a, like a, a painstaking process. Cause I, as you can imagine, writing a book about Guns N' Roses and making it different, it's sort of a difficult challenge because there's been so many books about them. So, okay. Okay. But, yeah. Beginning to end. Okay. Uh, that should be cool. And art's doing beginning it from like, a, yeah, art is just great at doing the interview and doing it from a fan perspective. And, uh, you know, he's just read everything there, there is to read about GNR and he knows what's fake news and what's not. So, uh, yeah, we, we know it's going to be good. Uh, but, yeah, we definitely have to get a, a straight Jack Lou book at some point. So I'm looking forward to... Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if soon is the word, but I'm sure we'll see it. I had one more question. I think. Yeah, or anything so, else. It's, like a, it's a depo- the depotrous, kind of like risque rock and roll question. But 
I know a lot of photographers, right, like even today who are going to shows, and they get asked to take some really strange photos. And, you know, as a photographer, you get to party and meet a lot of weird people. But was there anything in the – I mean, a photographer in the 80s, I imagine a lot of crazy shit happened. But was there ever, like, a, a strange, bizarre experience where someone invited you back to their mansion or something and, like, you all did a bunch of drugs and took some weird photos that you'll never release? Or is there any sort of, like, weird, bizarro Hollywood <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope like i'm not going to talk about it or nope it never happened never happened oh okay, I don't okay. Uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty boring so i'm pretty i'm pretty straight arrow so, so there's no photos of uh axel swimming naked in a pool of spaghetti like the other spaghetti nope. incident nothing like that nope. okay <laughs> that was a good question art no you're you're absolutely right especially in in those days well i, I Every now and then I would go hang out with the guys, but, you know, I didn't have a camera with me, but, you know, they were just right. stuff, but, you know. <laughs> oh, those days. Imagine yeah. now we have, obviously everyone has a camera on their phone and uh, uh, things get leaked, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, again, they weren't Guns of they weren't guns of Roses back then when I was shooting them, you know. Oh, sure, but, I mean, yeah, you know, we'll yeah. take stupid pictures of our friends and, and put yeah. that on Snapchat. That doesn't matter if they're famous or not, and those things some, sometimes go viral because it's someone doing something stupid. Right Is now, that? these days, but, you know, but lugging a camera to, you know, to... To pull apart, you know, playing pool, you know, you drag a camera out. No, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not as sleek yeah. as what we have now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That actually that actually takes me to like a funny. I don't know. I guess it's kind of a funny question. Modern versus the 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 period where you're shooting. But did like Axel ever get like pissed off when you like published a photo of like his like ball sack hanging out? Like, did that was that funny? Was that a cool thing? Or was that just like, what are you doing, Jack? Come on. Well, I didn't I didn't notice it until until the Rolling Stones. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice the, the, the that that area. <laughs> Guns of, you know, until that magazine came out. <laughs> I didn't look that close. Um, <clears throat> but you know, Axel would have his days. But you know, he was. You know, he every now and then he would get upset. But he was. He was. You know, he can. He was a nice guy back then. You know, he yeah. no issues. But, you know, they weren't. They were rock stars, but they weren't. You know, you know, divas now. But you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's totally different now. Well, I, I hope things eventually do change because, um, you know, I, you obviously love what you do. The fact that you're, you know, like you said, it's not your, your breadwinning um, career. You're doing it still for fun, money out of your own pocket. Uh, the, the shows that you this, you saw, the recent version in the reunion, um, the photos that you were invited to take being in the pit with Katrina and, and not unable to release those photos for whatever reason, I hope... Uh, you know, just for from a professional standpoint and a friendship standpoint, that somehow gets resolved one way or another. I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I would post them. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> one day, one day. I can use them. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, Jack, uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. I, I, I can't thank you enough for, for giving uh, us the time to talk to you. You're always, uh, you know, you're always welcome back. Uh, just like with with Art, since you listened to Art Devana's first episode, he's come on since as a as a co-host, and I've I've done that. Oh, really? with, okay. Yeah, and I and I've done that with certain uh, guests before, uh, like Raz Q has come on uh, again as a co-host, and I think Alex Grassi as well. I uh, could do the same thing in the future. So if you ever want to come on, maybe like just as an example, maybe you and me interviewed Lizzie Hale or Robert John, you know. <laughs> However, you know, whatever you may be comfortable with, uh, if you want to do that, but that's always an option for you. Uh, but uh, if 
you know, uh, then if nothing else, this was a, a pleasure. So, Jack, I can't, yeah. again, thank you so no much. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Cool. I'm glad you had a good time. All right, Jack. Thank you so much, man. Have a great one. All right, buddy. Take care, man. Hey, guys. Uh, so, Art, what did, you, uh, what did you think, man? That was awesome, man. Jack's, Jack's a great guy. He seems really humble and really nice. And I just wish he was more of a psychopath in the 80s and got fucked up and took some really gnarly photos of naked chicks backstage but hey you know we'll live we'll live with the badass photos of the guns and roses and axel's crotch shot that i i didn't know he actually took that photo that that i've looked at a million times it's kind of cool to know that he took that photo where axel's leaning back in his assless chaps and you can see his i think it's his left nutsack so there you go <laughs> yeah that made me laugh and jack's like yeah the uh the down there region but no i wasn't uh, that familiar either i mean i obviously knew about the Cantor's deli on one of the most famous uh photos but you know when he finally sent me uh reckless road and i know it's been out there for a while i perused friends copies but i never physically owned it so I'm reading Jack's, you know, everyone has like a mini bio there, the cast of characters. And I even know he did the live like a suicide photos. So, I mean, he really is a part of their history. And it seems like, I don't know, like there's a story there why his photos can't be released. Like at least tell him, you know, like, I, I get if you want everything to be, okay, this is just Katrina's work. She's our photographer. Fine. Cool. Then why be in the pit? You know, why do why right. go through the, all the rigmarole? Why do all of that? You know, so and then to not then again not be invited, right? He said uh, to the LA show that he, oh, you can't be, you can't, uh, I don't know, not you can't come, but you can't shoot in the pit. Um, I don't know what that deal is. So it's just I mean, who knows, man. It's like we, I just read something about Beyonce. You know, <laughs> sorry, I'm on like, Yeah, I just read something about Beyonce like banning photos of her getting out there from fans who like were unflattering photos of her. And how her PR team is trying to control the, the Coachella photographers to make sure only photos that she approves get out. So, I don't know. I guess Junior's like that now. And it's okay. It's Axel. He's got his own vision. He wants his own. Maybe it's his management team. Who the hell knows? But it's really, it's really sad that we're in a weird period of time now with the internet. It's not the fault of the bands or the artists, man. It's, it's the internet. It's like a photo of you now gets into 5,000 different feeds and platforms, whereas before it was one magazine. And you're like, okay, that's not a great photo. It's fine. Let's move on. But now it's like your photo, you know, stretches out into the entire internet to like 3,000 different platforms and users, networks, and sites. And it's like if it's an unflattering photo, you kind of and are, I get aren't it. happy with that. And I, don't yeah. know, and I don't know if there was any truth to the story about Axel trying to get rid of the, uh, the quote, fat Axel uh, photos off Google. I know that came out there at some point. The, the story, whether there was truth behind it or not, is another story. But, right. yeah, I mean, there's still... You know, I still p see people posting those memes of, uh, of, of you know, quote-unquote fat Axel, and it's, I mean, he's not fat. Uh, he was never fat. He was just not 20 anymore, you know, maybe not in his best of shape. I mean, I mean, especially when you're next to Richard Fortas or Duff, who are fucking jacked. Um, but, to, right. but, people, but people, yeah, with Photoshop. So, I mean, I can understand wanting... And I'm also like that. I'm vain. You know, when I take Instagram photos, I'm like, oh, that's my bad side or whatever. I, I get that part of it. But, you know, it could be a select photos from Jack that could have been like, oh, you know, this is the reunion. This is the guy that shot the original, you know, Appetite 5. That could have been in addition to. And, and the way Katrina comes off, she seems like, she, it's like such a sweetheart. Just like how with Frank and Adler, it doesn't seem like you're stepping on anyone's toes or their territory. Like, hey, this is my position now. You know, it, none of that seems to be coming across. So it's just 
oh, I don't know what's lost in translation here, but and he seems not to be happy about it, which sucks because Jack, um, he seems like such a and he was such a nice guy, was and is uh, such a nice guy. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Art, before we uh, depart, so yeah, you want to have you know anyone who's in any because it's funny enough. Last night when I went out, I I, t- I spoke to somebody about Chinese democracy. So any, if anyone has a good. Uh, or bad story just to contact you uh, about it for your book, right? Yeah, not for the book. I'm working on a story for oh, story. a magazine. Okay. Yeah, for a magazine. I don't want to say who the magazine is, but yeah, it's a pretty big story on Chinese and the history of Chinese democracy. And I'm kind of going through a lot of different, you know, sources. So I'm talking to producers who worked on it. I'm talking to musicians, um, fans, collectors, reporters, anything. So if you have a unique experience or an artifact or a story that sort of is different than just you know a review i don't want someone to just tell me they like it or don't like it but if you have you know if you remember going to best buy and buying it and what you thought about it or something cool like that please do reach out to me i want to talk to a bunch of people right on well uh art it was great to uh, catch up with you i know we we uh we chat on social media but uh this is how we uh we first met was through this this podcast which has now concluded uh 58 episodes um and that's when i first started to realize what this uh, community in this podcast could be when you just randomly found us and, you know, uh, me respecting what you do work-wise and uh, all your your compliments always meant a lot to, uh, a lot to me. So it's just, uh, it's very cool okay. as, as we, uh, you know, slowly but surely approach episode 60 or whatever. But uh, not there yet. Uh, next episode, I do know we're going to be interviewing uh, Johnny Kelly, uh, former drummer of Typo Negative. Uh, and the GNR tie is, of course, he's now touring with uh, with Hookers and Blow, with uh, with Dizzy there you Reed. Go. Yeah, so it seems like we've interviewed almost everybody from uh, from Hookers and Blow. It's, it's crazy, all these uh, side characters in this GNR universe. Yeah, there's the Marvel DC universe. We're doing the GNR universe. That's what we're doing, uh, and a lot of uh, cool things on the way. Also, Appetite for Destruction, the band, the tribute band. Uh, I think that's going to be coming up in a couple episodes. I think that might actually be episode sixty. Uh, they're going to be performing some songs for us in studio. Maybe we'll do some Facebook Live, have some fun with it. Um, oh, nice. And just more in a way. I don't know if I want to see Yeah, There's more I don't want to say yet because they may or may not happen. But I think those two teasers are, are good enough for now. So um, if there's nothing else, uh, Arthur, I think we're going to depart. So uh, as far as when we're going to see these uh, new episodes, well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.